Praise the Lord. This is Pastor David Moore, Make a Difference Ministry. And I want to say thank you for listening to my podcast. God bless you. And I pray and hope that they have been an encouragement to you. And I pray and hope that they have challenged you to go higher in Christ. And I pray and hope they lead you to Christ. Amen. God bless you for uh, allowing me to minister to you, whoever you are. I really don't know who's following me. They, um, so I, I know I have a few, and I thank God for that. God bless you. Thank you for following me. And be blessed and be encouraged. This is a part four of a series of, of teachings I've been doing on why repent. It's very critical to understand the importance of repentance and and how to repent and why we should repent. And, and I think, you know, whenever we sense the convicting power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we should immediately repent and ask God to forgive us. And, and you know, one of my points was how repentance keeps you humbled. It keeps you uh, in a in a in a state of humility because we realize without Christ there's nothing we could do. We couldn't do what we're doing in God now if it wasn't for His grace and His mercy in our lives. Amen. And I know you can acknowledge that. I'm so excited, Amen, to be able to share with you the word of the Lord and encourage you with the word of the Lord. Um, my heart's desire is to lead people to Christ. Um, I want to mention and just take make note of uh, that I will be preaching and teaching my first book that I've written entitled God Where Did You Go? My subtitle, I Didn't Leave You, but You Left Me. I'm going to be preaching that and teaching that here um, on the Anchor Podcast. Praise the Lord. Hopefully very soon. Uh I'm going to just share with you word for word of what I'm going to be reading from my book. And I probably will pause a little bit and add two. But it's going to be exciting. And I pray and hope that you will be blessed by it. It is packed with scriptures, packed with the word of God. And uh, it took me nine years, uh, well, maybe ten to technically write the book. And uh, I, I was pastoring a wonderful congregation, uh, some people that really loved the Lord, and they were hungry. We were having some powerful experiences of the anointing of God, and I'm just so excited. And I just want to share that with you, a brief note there to let you know that we will be preaching and teaching our book. Amen. We also, to make note of this uh we just finished our second book. We're going through it. And um, we're so excited about that. Uh, we are trying to raise money to help get that uh, paid off so we can get it into bookstores and get it on the bookshelves. Amen. We want to um, open our Bibles, amen, to uh, Hebrews chapter 4. Now, I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Translation, but I will also read from the King James Version. Uh, I'm a King James kind of guy. 
I love King James Version, uh, but I also like different translations. Um, it really helps break down some of the wording in the Old English. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I'm just so excited right now. I, I'm just beside myself. It's just an opportunity to be able to open up the Word of God and read to you. You know, about three years ago, I had a heart attack and uh, I had open heart surgery. And uh, they call it the uh, draw croupel heart surgery. I had four arteries plugged. Two of my arteries was 80% block, and two other were uh, 50% block. And they went in, cut my chest open, and the doctors told me that they were going to put me on a respirator machine. They were going to stop my heart and everything. And they said uh, they're going to go in and do surgery on three arteries. And then when they opened me up, they found the fourth one by accident. (laughs) So they went ahead and fixed that one up, bypassed four of them and I'm so thankful for that. I feel a lot better. Uh, I do have to take uh, medication uh, for the rest of my life but my faith is in God's word. Uh, But anywho, I want to share that with you as a powerful testimony of how God has saved me. He saved me twice. I mean he saved me spiritually speaking and gave me a whole new life in Christ Jesus and he also saved me physically and every time now I sit down to look at the scriptures and I think about how I could be dead I could be in the grave I could you know never could read the word again you know yeah I'd be in heaven that'd be wonderful and I never would get the opportunity to fellowship with uh, Christians here on the earth I wouldn't be able to get get to worship, you know, like I like and stuff. You know, I'd be in heaven, of course, worshiping, but you get my point. Fellowshipping with Christians and different things of that nature. I think about how, I mean, I could be dead. Every opportunity I have now to study, to read, to write, to meditate in the Word, to love somebody, to be able to tell somebody, I love you is an awesome experience because I could be dead. I could be in the grave right now. But God chose to keep me alive and to help me write these two books. It's amazing what God can do if we give our hearts to Him and we trust Him and we believe in Him. Praise the Lord. I want to read with uh, Hebrews chapter 4 starting at verse uh, 14. We're going to read from the King James Version, then we're going to the Amplified. But the King James Version says this, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, 
that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, we know without you we can do nothing. Without you, without your anointing, without your grace, God, there's no possible way we can even be born again without the convicting power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We come to you today asking you to open up our eyes, open up our ears, that we may receive what the Holy Spirit is saying. I felt you say this to me, Lord, several days ago about the fact that you said that the scales are coming off, the blinders are coming off, and each Christian, born again, unsaved, their eyes are going to be opened and they're going to see the grace of God. They're going to see the mercy of God. They're going to see the anointing of God moving in their lives and lives around them. So, Lord, remove the scales. In the name of Jesus, we come against every hindering spirit. We come against every negative demon. In the name of Jesus, pull down strongholds. Oh, open our ears to hear. Open our eyes to see how important it is to repent. How important it is to receive restoration, forgiveness of sin. Show us, Lord, how important it is that when we repent, sin, Satan, Sickness and disease is driven away. When we draw nigh to you, you come forth. We thank you for it. We love you for it. Amen. The Amplified says in the same setting of scripture, it says, Inasmuch, then as we have a great high priest who has already ascended and passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our profession of faith in Him. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to understand and sympathize and have a fellow feeling with our weaknesses and infirmities. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of 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 Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. When the Holy Spirit moves, I just have to submit to His leading. And I'm hearing the Holy Spirit say this to me in my spiritual ear. 
I'm hearing him say this to me. He's saying to me, don't doubt his love. Don't doubt his grace and his mercy for you. Don't waver and don't reason within yourselves about his love for you. There's not no sin, no sin that can hinder his love from coming to you. We understand about the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit, but I'm talking to you because you haven't blasphemed the Holy Spirit. But I want you to understand, don't second guess his love for you. Don't second guess his mercy. Don't second guess his healing power of restoration. He wants to restore you. He wants to heal you. He wants to manifest himself in you. Hallelujah. Don't you second guess it. Oh, glory to God. Wait to hear the fourth point that I want to talk about today. I want to set the scene up here for scripture, but I want you to see God is saying things to us today. He feels the infirmity. He knows what it's like to experience sin. He knows what it's like to be tempted with every temptation in the world. He was tempted with all at the same time. Tempted spiritually, tempted emotionally, tempted physically with every temptation. Can you imagine that? Every temptation all at the same time makes me wonder why he sweated blood in the Garden of Gethsemane, in the place of a skull, where he struggled with his soul. He struggled with his mind, his will, and his emotions. And you can imagine how draining it must have been. How exhausted he was after the fact. Yet his disciples went away. They, they, they fell asleep. They couldn't even pray an hour with him. And you know, and he experienced this in the midnight hour. Satan tempted him and he was tested. Think about that. The torment that he experienced. The agony of sin that was upon him. He knows what we're going through when we get aggravated about sin in our own lives. You know, when we get aggravated and we get upset and, and when we get, uh, 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 when we get, you know, angry with ourselves because we practice sin or we know better and, and yet we do it anyway, you know, God, God understands, Jesus understands and he sympathizes with you. He knows how difficult, how hard it must be for you to experience sin and, 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 and for you to give in to your weaknesses. I know there's times when I give in to my weaknesses and, 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 and I'm tempted and I get frustrated with myself. There's times where, man, I remember back in the day when I first got saved, man, I used to, I used to get so mad at myself, I would punch myself in the face. I would get so mad at myself that I would pull my hair when I would give in to sin. When I practice sin or, or give in to some type of weakness in my life. I remember when I would just pull my hair and punch myself. That ain't God. 
That wasn't God doing that to me. That was that was condemnation. That was guilt and shame attacking my mind. Attacking my soul. And I went allowed myself. Think about that. To be tempted in that manner. Every time I give in. You know, you sit back and wonder, God, why do you love me? Why do you even care about me, Lord? I mean, you want me to repent and you want me to ask you to forgive me of my sins. But but why, why do you even love a failure like me? You ever felt that way? Why do you even care about me when you know plain well I'm going to go out and do the opposite? I just don't understand, Lord, why that you can't, you, you, you care about me. I mean, you, you, you tell me you love me, you tell me you want me, and yet you free me and heal me of all sin. And yet you know that I'm going to go right back out those doors and I want to give into my flesh willfully and willingly. Why? Why? Think about that for a minute. You ever felt that way? Well, he can sympathize with you. He knows how you feel emotionally. How many times have he prayed, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You know, nevertheless, but thy will be done. He wants, he prayed, God, take this from me. But you know what? Your will be done. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm telling you something. Jesus experienced the agony and torment of sin. And he knows what it's like. And he knows what you're going through. But we got to understand the word sanctification. Sanctification is a purification. It's a process of being sanctified. The Bible says your soul is continuously being sanctified. You know, ain't it amazing how we can sit here and preach the word to you? You can more likely study the Bible, fast and pray, go to church and do all the wonderful things. And then you look up and you see a woman and you want to have imaginations that's ungodly. And you sit back and think, God, why do you even love me? Why am I even a Christian? Am I even saved? But yet he loves us so much that he's willing to cleanse us of all sin. He's willing to renew us and restore us because of his love. And notice, he's not going to condemn us. He's not going to condemn us. That's amazing. He's going to love us. He's going to restore us. He's going to heal us. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Think about that. You know, when I look at this scripture in the Amplified, it says, let us stand fiercely and competently and boldly come near to the throne of grace. The throne of God. Unmerited favor to all sinners. That we may receive mercy 
for our failures and find grace to help in good time for every need. <coughs> Excuse me. Appropriated help and well-timed help coming just when we need it. Heavenly Father, forgive me for my foolishness. Heavenly Father, forgive me for my besetting sins and, and willful sins. Lord, I ask you to give me your grace. Help me overcome. Help me to discipline my mind, my will, my emotions to do your will. See, if you pray like that and you're sincere, you're going to do your best to not practice sin. You're going to do your best to resist the temptation to sin. God wants you and me to not hesitate to come to his throne. God says to us, run to me. Don't run from me. Run to me. Run to me and come to me so that I can heal and restore you. Think about that. God wants to restore you back into that intimate relationship. No, sir. It's not too late. No, ma'am. It's not over. God's grace is endless. Has no end to it. You're not too far astray to be restored back to God. You're not too far away from God to reach you and heal you and forgive you and restore you. You remember we read earlier, He's the door. This is part four. In part three, I made a statement. Jesus says, I am the door. Come. Open the door, Jesus says. So all you got to do is open up your heart. Tell bitterness, tell resentment and condemnation to get out of the way. Offense to get out of the way. And open up the door to your heart and let mercy come in. Let God's grace come in. You know, that makes me remember of my book that I wrote. In the back of my book, I wrote this statement. The Holy Spirit had given it to me. And it says, quote, quote, when Christians are defeated by sin, they feel lost and helpless and unworthy. Just like Samson, when he fell to Delilah. When we play in the graveyard of sin, we open the door of condemnation. What happens when condemnation comes knocking at the door of your heart? Do you scream saying, God, where are you or where did you go? Just like David, because Nathan the prophet came to him after he was with Bathsheba. Listen, God knows. God knows exactly where you are. And he knows how to reach you. There was no place that David could hide. Now listen, this book 
that I wrote, I said, is a warning to some and a restoration to others. But my prayer is that we get back to the place where God can use us like he did Samson the second time. Right now, God's grace is coming to your rescue and he's bringing mercy with him. Listen, God's knocking at the door of your heart. Backslidden Christian, sir, ma'am, that has backslidden, you can come back to God. It's not too late. It's not over for you. If God used Samson the second time, how much more will he use you? Look at Paul. Paul thought he was doing the will of God by stoning Christians. Paul thought he was doing what God said to do. And then when God changed him from Saul to Paul, that's a true conversion. That's true repentance. Paul wasn't Saul anymore. Paul changed. God changed him. In just the same way, God can change you. God can restore you back to the place that you've fallen. And it don't have to take 10 years. It doesn't have to take 40 years to get restored. He restores instantly. He can restore supernaturally. A lot of people don't understand that. You can be restored, church. You can be restored back to where God wants you to be. There's a movement of God's spirit, the revival of restoration and renewal that is released in this earth today. God is releasing an anointing of restoration upon his church. God restoring love back to the church. He's restoring faith back to this church. He's restoring conviction back to the church. He's restoring righteousness and holiness back to the church. Where we are going to move forward. Not backwards. That critical, self-righteous, religious demon is going to have to shut his mouth in Jesus' name. God wants to restore you back to where you used to be. I'll never forget when I had that happen to me. I experienced that really in my life. God took me back from whence I've fallen same position, same place where I was before. And I wasn't even thinking about it. I was sitting back there in that same spot and all of a sudden it just hit me and I said, whoa! Wow, God! You restored me and you set me free and I was harboring unforgiveness and I had resentment in my heart and bitterness was there. And I was so mad at myself, 
mad that I allowed myself to be deceived. I was so upset with myself because I knew better and I allowed myself to be deceived by sin. I allowed myself to be uh, tormented by sin. And then all of a sudden, when his love touched my heart, and all of a sudden, when his mercy touched my heart, all of that went away. All of that feeling went away. It drove Satan away. True repentance drives Satan and sin away. Listen, when you truly give your heart to God and you truly repent, all of that's going to melt away. It's going to dissipate and disappear. His mercy and His grace is going to remove it out of your life. Out of your thinking. When you come back to God and you give God everything, I promise you, He will remove it. He'll take it away. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm, oh man, I'm telling you, I feel like I'm preaching right out of my spirit right now. I'm talking to somebody that's listening to me today. You feel like it's over. You feel like, like God doesn't love you because you failed so many times. Because you, you made so many mistakes and, and how can God, God forgive you? How can God sanctify you? How can God purify you? But I'm here to tell you He can. I'm here to tell you He could restore you back to health. He could restore your mind and your spirit. He can restore your faith. If you give Him an opportunity, He can wipe away all your guilt. He can wipe away all your shame. He can wipe away everything that you're feeling. Everything that's tormenting you. This is my point for this series. Repentance frees us from torment of sin. When you truly repent to God, the torment of sin is going to be destroyed. The torment of sin is going to lose its grip over your mind. The torment of hatred, bitterness, uh, uh, depression and condemnation and guilt and shame is going to be destroyed out of your life. You're going to be set free. The Bible says in Acts chapter 3 verse 19, so repent. Change your mind and purpose and turn around and return to God. That your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean. That times of refreshing, of recovery from the effects of heat, of reviving with fresh air, may come from the presence of the Lord. Now that word reviving in the King James, it talks about restoration. Let restoration come. Rest somebody. Rest somebody. Rest somebody. 
in the name of Jesus. You need to get up from where you're at. And shake your hands in Jesus name. Shake yourself. Wake yourself up by that slumber. And say in the name of Jesus. God loves me. And I repent of my sins. And I ask God to forgive me of my sins. And in Jesus name. I believe that he died on a cross for my sins. And I believe he's resurrected. And I believe he's at the right hand of God. And I know he's coming back for me. I'm not going to miss it, devil. You're not going to torment me anymore. With your lies. With your deceptions. It's all going to dissipate in Jesus' name. When his anointing. When God's anointing touches me. It will destroy every yoke. And I repent in the name of Jesus. And when you truly do that, God will manifest himself in you. God will pour out his anointing in you. God will pour out his grace in you. Glory to God. The Bible says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Listen, when you come to him with a pure and a true heart, I promise you. He'll come nigh to you. He'll draw nigh to you. He loves you. He cares about you. And he wants to restore you. And he wants to renew you. Back to the man and woman of God that you used to be. And he wants to wipe everything out. Doesn't matter what other people say. God is your judge. And when God cleanses you and God washes you, my child, you're clean. You're washed in the blood of Jesus. God bless you and have a great day.